He is risen. Hallelujah. Our verses for today come from our gospel lesson, John 10, 27 and 28. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. Does it give you hope that your good shepherd is caring for you? I take great joy that the Good Shepherd cares for me, and especially as your pastor, that he cares for all of you. Today's readings are uh, carefully gathered and organized around the idea of Christ as our Good Shepherd. And the funny thing that I noticed as I was looking through the readings is that they show us a picture of Christ as our Good Shepherd throughout time. We begin with David's famous first, uh, David's famous psalm, Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. And because of that, I shall not want. I will have what I need, and he will take care of me. It's this wonderful image of, of the, the good shepherd watching over his sheep and, and providing for them and taking care of them. It's a beautiful picture. But so was David. David was the original shepherd who cared for sheep. He loved the Lord and he was made king. And so he shows us in some small way how our king can come and how he can also be our good shepherd. David led with zeal for the Lord and righteousness with a few exceptions, but he was a good example of our good shepherd to come. He shows us our king who is also a good shepherd, the, we might even say, supreme shepherd, who would lay down his life for his sheep. And even though Israel and David had not seen him yet, they began to see an outline of what he would be. In the book of Ezekiel, we see even more for the sheep. They are harassed and helpless, and God says, I myself will go down and be their shepherd. And this prophecy comes true. The good shepherd is born where else but in a manger amongst animals, no doubt sheep and straw. And who shows up to give worship to this Emmanuel? Why, it is shepherds who have heard from angels and show up to praise this great sight. In his life, Christ forgives throws out demons, gives sight, restores hearing, looses tongues, feeds thousands of bellies, walks on water, and comforts his sheep with the good news of forgiveness and salvation in his name from his cross. In Doxology, a program, a training program for pastors uh, that I had the pleasure of going through, we use this helpful metaphor of a sheepdog Pastors are sheepdogs. Sheepdogs work up the sheep. They get them in the pen. They keep them from danger. But in all things, they work under the benevolent direction of the shepherd. It's a really interesting thing to watch. Just maybe go to YouTube and find a video of how this works. Because as they are taking care of the sheep, the sheepdog always keeps their eye on the shepherd. They do their work. They take their direction from the shepherd. Jesus is the supreme shepherd, the good shepherd. He takes care of his sheep 
the apostles, who are also sheepdogs. They are doing this marvelous work under his care and through his direction. So we move forward to the aspect of life now and life then. The Apostle Paul is telling us about the ministry, how God creates a ministry of sheepdogs, as it were, to take care of his sheep after he has ascended into heaven. So it is in our epistle lesson. Paul is a great apostle who is taking care of his sheep. He is reminding them of all that he has done for them by Christ. The forgiveness of sins of Jesus Christ was preached to both Jew and Gentile. Paul gave them the full counsel of God. What that means is Paul taught them everything about God. And he did not shrink from anything, even with those who disagreed with him. Now he heads off to Jerusalem and to trial, and no doubt he probably knows not only that, but his death. He's not afraid for himself, but because he came to know the Good Shepherd on the road to Damascus, he now hopes uh, that they will not depart from the Good Shepherd. He knows where he will be, but he prays and he, he has honest anxiety and fears for his people, for his sheep, that he's sheep-dogged for this period of time in Ephesus. He hopes that they will not depart from the Good Shepherd, even though wolves might come to devour the sheep and destroy the message. Indeed, our Good Shepherd, in order to give us life and salvation, allowed himself to be torn to pieces by the wolves of this world. He suffered and died so that we would not have to. People in Ephesus were healed. The gospel was preached. The good shepherd was made known. Truly the good shepherd, not only in the Old Testament, not only during his life, but now through the ministry of Paul, is caring for his sheep. This is what the good shepherd does. The good shepherd cares for his sheep. Your sheepdogs come to you with their eyes set on the good shepherd. They preach the same message that the good shepherd preached, and then the apostles and everyone since. You have forgiveness in Jesus Christ. For he was both shepherd and the lamb, sacrificed for the sins of the whole world, even yours. His suffering and death, his sacrifice, has paid the debts that you owe. And even now, he is singing his shepherd's song. This is a very interesting way in which Middle Eastern shepherds work. You probably don't know this. But Middle Eastern shepherds, they walk in front of their sheep and they sing a song. And the sheep, they can't see very well, but they can hear the shepherd's song. So they follow that shepherd. Each shepherd has a different tune that he sings and the sheep follow that shepherd. Our good shepherd sings a song too. A song of forgiveness and salvation. He is singing through means in order that you might follow and be his sheep. He sings through water and word. He sings through bread and wine. And he sings his song through the gospel that is preached to you. A song of forgiveness, of love, of care. That you are never beyond his grasp and that you are his sheep. Sheep sometimes wander off, find themselves alone. But the good shepherd knows every one of his sheep. He knows all the dark and dirty holes into which they run. How many of you have ever seen this video on, uh, on TV or the computer 
where this shepherd pulls this sheep out of a crevasse it's fallen into. You ever seen this? And then he runs away, and then within five feet, he falls right back into the same crevasse, right? Um, he knows us. He knows the things that we do, the places that we go. He is there with you. He is there when you are lonely. He is there when your souls are heavy. He is there when the tears fall. He is there in your laughter. He is there for your smiles and your joys. The good shepherd, we see in our Revelation reading, sitting on his throne is also able to be with you in all places because he said, surely I am with you, always, even to the end of the age. The supreme shepherd loves his sheep, even though his sheep don't love him. In our gospel text, we learn from the grammar that it isn't just that the Jews don't believe. There's a durative meaning behind this verb, meaning basically that they continue to go on unbelieving. In other words, as much as Christ might show them and teach them, they will refuse to believe. It doesn't matter what he does. They have chosen that they are going to uh, not believe. His message disagreed with their understanding of this world. They had rules they liked. Rules they thought could fulfill and thus control the most terrifying question of life. What happens after I die? Christ teaches that salvation comes through him for those who repent and cling to him. Salvation comes from a good shepherd who dies like a lamb on the altar. This is the truth. But the Jews refuse to believe this no matter what Christ does. Perhaps you know someone like this. Someone who continues to not believe in the Good Shepherd. Remember this. You, like your pastor, are also a sheepdog. Keep your eyes on the Good Shepherd and work amongst the sheep. If we spend all our time focused on the sheep, the world can indeed seem like a mess that is only falling apart. We keep our eyes fixed on the good shepherd and know that all things will come together as they were meant to for our good because our shepherd loves us. We finally see in our epistle lesson in Revelation what is waiting for us, how our shepherd cares for us then in the Old Testament, in the gospel time, in the apostolic age, through your pastors now, and how he is caring for those who are in heaven, and he will care for all of us when we meet him there. We see eternity with a lamb on the throne of God who is also our good shepherd. Yes, this lamb was sacrificed, but behold, he rose from his grave, and he will lead us like a good shepherd from our graves as well by singing a beautiful song again rise rise from your graves just like in this life where he has cared for us and gives us life so he will care for us then by giving us streams of living water as it says in revelation just like david told us we would have in his shelter we will have all the pasture we need there will be no hunger no pain no heat, no tears. A new heavens and new earth of pasture forever 
providing sustenance and joy. And at its center will be our Lamb, who is also our Good Shepherd. We will know Him and see Him with our own eyes. We will know joys unimaginable. We will hear that beautiful shepherd song. We will know perfectly this one eternal truth. Then, in the Old Testament, during the time of Jesus, during the time of the apostles, even now and in the future, we know one incontrovertible truth. The good shepherd cares for his sheep. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah.